but I get a call from someone like at this theater company being like, hey, um, we're putting on Hairspray here and we talked to Katie and Ricky who are the people in it and they're like, and we would like you to come and like be in our production as Edna Turnblad. Aww. Babe. That must feel so good. Didn't even have to audition. Offer only. Becca's computer froze. She was so stunned. The woman was too stunned to speak clearly. Manic. Jumpscare. Hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Hi. Hi. We're, we're Quinn. Quinn. And we're and Becca. We're Becca. And welcome and- to Manic Pixie Jumpscare, a podcast where we openly discuss our shared delusions, passions, and, and love, love for each other. Each other. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, of course. That was kind of goofy. It was a little goofy. Um, A little bit different. I was trying a little something. And Mm. um, I was trying a little something today because we are back for another Stanless Deep Dive. Mm -hmm. And today we will be discussing none other than Becca's second edition of the Stanless, the year 2014. Yeah. And so, Becca, I want to know... Mm-hmm. in this first part of the podcast what's going on for becca in 2014 what's happening mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what's contemporary becca's relationship to 2014 yeah all yeah. all fair game okay cool um so 2014 was a year where for the first half i was 13 second half i was 14 that's how i did it and oh, I did it <laughs> personally. Um, but I was in eighth grade going into ninth grade then. Mm-hmm. And I often cite also eighth grade as the best grade of my life. Oh. Um, yeah, I was having a great time then. I was <laughs> like, l- that's when like Becky Ho became a thing. Becky Ho. Yeah. So I was like very thriving off of that. I was like, maybe the funniest I've ever been in this this year like that's crazy I was just really because you make me tee hee hee that's well thank you but (laughs) I was finding my niche I think I found my humor then and then I was like oh and then people were finding me funny and I was like oh wow I I really have cracked this (laughs) I think I think that is the moment I think I think I I had a similar moment kind of around that age where I think the year, I think being 12 is such a fraught age. Oh, yeah. I truly think being a 12-year-old is one of the worst things a person can be. Because you know why? Tween. 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 You don't know where you fit. <laughs> no. And there's just something with being a teenager that brings a certain level of security. Like, you're still wildly insecure. But you start to kind of understand a little bit more of who you're going to be in the world. Mm-hmm. And so I can, I can totally see that. Like yeah. having having that moment where you kind of start to come into that. And I had yes. a very similar experience kind of around that time as well. Yeah. And I think also what was shaping my humor was in 2014 specifically, there was such a, a special mix in the air of really like amazing media that I was consuming, like on YouTube and like 
everything like that. And then mm-hmm. also a lot of harmful stuff. <laughs> but it, w- it was just it was me becoming me no matter how yeah, it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and again, 2014, I do consider it to be the modern renaissance. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I did. Mm-hmm. I did almost trip on my words because it mm-hmm. is so overwhelming this time in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, um, so, yeah, I I just think it was one of the best years ever. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this in the high school episode a little bit. It was like the age of innocence because yes yeah everything has been downhill since then i would say uh-huh yeah as far as like worldly matters yeah it was kind of um they talk about uh i don't know if you've ever heard about the idea of like the end of history a little bit but you it was explain. kind of um i don't even know that much about it myself but it was okay. um it was kind of this thing of it was this idea in the 90s that after the cold war had kind of ended that mm. there was just going to be this like peace that kind of lasted forever and mm. it was kind of the end of like big things happening interesting and in a way that was kind of correct but now i feel like in a way that was kind of correct for like a long time but now i feel like we're in the era where it's a backlash to things that went on there. Um, and we are yeah. living, we, we are, we are understanding that that wasn't the end of history. And so, yeah. but in that, okay, ready? I just did something so interesting, but like that means 2014 was like the end of the end of history. And with that, I agree. It was like, we were on the, pre- <laughs> we, we didn't know it yet, but we were on the precipice of like something, like everything changing. Yeah. And that's, I think also why I can look back on it so fondly and be mm-hmm. so nostalgic for it is because yeah. like it really I really can pinpoint it as being like you know a good time mm-hmm. yeah um yeah so I mean we'll get into everything and like all especially with like the media and stuff like that and what mm-hmm. was going wrong in the world um, mm-hmm. But personally, I was really great at that time. And I really still do look back again fondly. Mm-hmm. And so in 2014, you were a little younger than me. I was. I but was did, you same, still turned 14. Yeah, I still turned 14. But famously, my birthday is literally two weeks to the day before the end of the year. And so. So true. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So. I was a year below Becca in school. So I was still kind of 13 going on 14, just like six months later than Becca did because I love to copy off her. Um, yeah. And um, typical. So second half of seventh grade into the first half of eighth grade. And I feel like, I feel like that was like a good time because I feel like I really like found my group in um middle school because Mm -hmm. I um I was kind of like bouncing around friend groups because I had like a friend group my like first like year and a half of middle school and then Mm -hmm. I don't remember what happened it just felt like we all kind of got like sick of each other (laughs) and so we all just kind of had to like dissipate and then I tried to like go with this other friend group but I didn't really fit in with them even though I was like trying to and then but yeah I didn't really fit in with them and then they um did something very rude um as a way to tell me they didn't really fit in with them <laughs> um, yeah 
they like when they were sitting at lunch I used to sit with them at lunch and then they like got this other kid who like I like peripherally knew to like mm-hmm. come up to me in the lunchroom one day and say um yeah they like don't want you to sit with them anymore and they're all like sitting right there I hate that is so annoying yeah yeah and I bet you cried about that yeah it's, it's, a super tra- <laughs> it's a super traumatic event for me even to this day That's terrible it's a, it's a it's a it's it was the foundation of my like lizard brain belief that nobody truly likes me um <laughs> oh my god like that was probably the foundation of it um you you mean you like you still think that sometimes yeah a, a thousand percent yeah oh my gosh Quinn this is terrible. This is going to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, it's so untrue. That's yes, yeah, and I know so it's untrue. untrue. I know it's untrue okay. cognitively, but um, yeah, it's just something I feel sometimes, and it's definitely something I've gotten better at managing over the past about year and a half. Um, but yeah, so wow. <laughs> that's like not to harsh the vibe. Um, but yeah, that's interesting so, though. Wow. Yeah, but I'm I'm um I'm nothing if not a resilient person. I've always been a very resilient <laughs> yeah. person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did my best to bounce back. Um, and I okay. found like a new group of people who, um, I really enjoyed, and that mm-hmm. kind of became like my friend group for like the second half of middle school. And I like gotcha. love all those people. Um. And yeah, it was, it was nice because it, 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 um, again, like you said, it kind of helped me clarify like who I was and what I valued in people a little bit more. Mm -hmm. It, it challenged me a little bit more to say like, okay, am I friends with these people? Because I think I need to be friends with these people, or I think these are the type of people I like, Mm -hmm. or you know, should I just be friends with the people I like, like, and who like me and like, who want to make space for me in their life and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that was like, as, as shitty as that experience is, and as like, (laughs) as much as um, I think I still deal with baggage from it, to be honest, which, you know, it it feels kind of absurd as a full adult to be like, yeah, this thing that happened to me this one day in my middle school is still like, still kind of affects me sometimes. Um, But I think it's also real. I, yeah um, it's healthy I think actually. be real girl be real uh, be real and be so real. yeah so that's kind of what's going on there 2014 mm-hmm. is also a very historically significant year because the very laptop I'm recording this podcast on and the one I get into literal boxing match- matches with every week trying to edit the show for oh. you all to listen to it I got that year for Christmas I didn't realize your laptop was that old it is famous <laughs> so old actually and I, I did ask for a new one this Christmas and what did I get instead but an oculus <laughs> wait <laughs> wait wait like the thing <laughs> oh god oh my god that's so funny yeah. are they the same price at least no 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 an oculus is significantly cheaper and significantly less useful to me in my life yeah 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 wow okay 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 yeah so um i do still have the oculus and it is <laughs> since since being home i've realized it is like it has it like the item fully has bad juju on it 
really yeah like i need to find a way to get it out of my life like it stresses me out to look at what what has happened to you i don't know i just i think it's i I think it's because i have like i have problems with like my laptop and stuff and i always think about like okay well i actually like needed something and Mm -hmm. instead i got this like stupid thing thing (laughs) and i don't want to sound ungrateful i don't want to sound ungrateful i am being a little ungrateful but like it's um, it's kind of yeah if you didn't ask for it at all and express no interest Mm -hmm. yeah that's kind of crazy uh yeah so um it also did make me nauseous the the only day like what what do you do on it i think it's i tried to play a game I tried to play like a video game and I was like, okay, this is novel. But when you're actually in it, you're like, this isn't that high quality. (laughs) (laughs) And even like the, like, even like the lobby and stuff, like it it just isn't high quality. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like, I feel like people are really trying to rush like VR technology a little bit and being like, oh yeah, we can do it. But it's like, let's work on yeah let's work on it maybe should we just yeah because it's not (laughs) anything like it is in like movies where it's like okay it's like literally part of what part of what made me motion sick is in the game it's like you're walking around and it's like you it looks like how you know your view when you walk around and stuff Mm -hmm. but you don't actually like step you know how like when you're walking you have like that you just kind of like float in this game like this (laughs) And you can stop really quickly. And like, I got, Ew. I got literally sick to my stomach because I was just like floating really fast. And then I just stopped and changed directions <laughs> really quickly. And I literally got sick to my stomach. Oh my God. Like while I was playing it. Ow. Yeah. And they give people headaches. It's also incredibly hot because it's like a big fucking thing that's attached to your head where you like oh, scalp right. a huge heat regulation center um, in your head. Yeah. Um, Wow. So yeah, That's Oculus kind of, isn't going to be sponsoring us anytime soon. This is but. really upsetting to me, actually. Yeah, yeah, and so now it's this thing where, like, it's just here. I've only used it that one time. And I was just kind of hoping somebody would get the hint and, like, realize I didn't want it and take it away. Yeah. But I think mm. I have to be... Take it away. I think I have to do something with it myself. Um, but anyway. Oh, boy. So yeah. Anyway, back to 2014 when Oculus yeah, yeah. didn't exist. Um mm. Again, a better time. Something else super significant that happened to me in 2014 that I didn't realize, it was the first time I did hairspray. Oh. Yeah, which would go on to be a really significant thing in my life. So I did a, I did, I started doing theater when I was five years old. Mm -hmm. And from the ages from five to 13, I kind of did it intermittently. Mm-hmm. Like I had done, I would do like, like I would sometimes do like theater summer camps, like, and it was always something I like enjoyed, but it was never something I like sought out. And then, or no, the year before I had done a, another theater sun, summer camp and I was in my first musical. I was in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory as, or it might've been, was it Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Or Willy Wonka? I don't know. Yeah. Either way, I was Willy Wonka. And if it was Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, nice. that's the titular role, baby. Yeah. Anyway, so I did that the summer before in mm-hmm. the summer of 2012, it must have been. 
summer 2013 with the same summer camp I did Aladdin and then after that I was like okay I got the buck like mom can we find like another camp for me to do this summer because Mm -hmm. it would be the feeder summer socks from like where I would do it it was like two weeks and you would go like the whole day basically Mm -hmm. and like rehearse and stuff and then Mm -hmm. have like a show at the end of it um and so yeah and then she found another one for me to do and this one was doing hairspray and so I did them like right in a row with each other not like four Mm. weeks straight like maybe I had like a week off but yeah and this one was like because I we didn't really know anything about it but this one was like much more serious because like the kids were older yeah the kids were like older like I think this one was like only like teens like maybe like the cutoff age was like 12 for this Mm -hmm. one whereas like the cutoff age was much younger for like the other one I did Mm -hmm. so it was like much more serious and like I remember being like oh and so then I like show up and like it was also very much like the kids I would do theater with for like the rest of like my experience doing theater in Delaware but they didn't know me yet (laughs) and Mm. so I was just kind of like the new girl yeah like I had very much that energy and it was like there's like a performing arts school that I got rejected from where like a lot of the kids who like were at the camp went to that school Mm. um and so there was like that element of it and so I was like walking in I didn't have a chip on my shoulder because I didn't know I had like I didn't know that I like should have but I just walked in Mm -hmm. and I was like okay I'm here Mm -hmm. um and yeah I thought I went into the camp thinking thinking I wanted to be Courtney Collins um but then I got there and I was like okay I was like I think I could be like Edna Turnblad actually and so then we went for you yeah like the whole first two days I want to say was auditions Mm-hmm. Um, mm. and yeah at the end of that two-day period I did have the role of Edna Turnblad you secured um, it I started my drag career at a ripe age at the ripe age of 13 mm-hmm. um, and so yeah and then so I did that it was very fun I did a very good job people enjoyed my performance a lot um, sure. I was doing booger down boots drag like it was crazy um, but I was like 13 so it's fine mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then I did 13 or not 13. Um, I did hairspray later in the year again. Where'd you do that one at? It was at a different theater company that was like about an hour away from my house. Okay. That I again had never heard of, but the girl who I forget who I get like a call one day. <laughs> um, at the age of 13? Literally, I get a call one day. Wow. And another theater company was doing Hairspray. It was with the same girl who had been Tracy, my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it was the same girl. And then it was um, the same guy who had been Link. Um, and then was there anybody Was there anybody else who was... I don't know, but those were like the two main ones. But I get a call from someone like at this theater company being like, hey, um, we're putting on hairspray here. And we talked to Katie and Ricky, who are the people in it. And they're like, and we would like you to come and like be in our production as Edna Turnblad. Aww. Babe. That must feel so good. Didn't even have to audition. Offer only. Becca's computer froze. She was so stunned. The woman was too stunned to speak, literally. Terrible. Terrible. Oh, Am I back? I she, yeah. 
I can hear you. You're not moving. Wow. But I can't hear okay. you. Okay. Well. Okay, you're moving a little bit more. I was stunned. Yeah. So yes, and and so yeah, at thirteen, I'm an offer only diva. Yeah. Literally. I'm stunned, not surprised though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will so say that. that's also significant to Beck and I's relationship because you know when I was cutting my teeth, being Edna Turnblad, mm-hmm. that was where I would you know begin to form the monster that would become Connie Lingus yeah <laughs> um she had been brewing for so long yeah uh-huh Calling to get Isn't out weird to think it's that it's that idea in um Taylor Swift's invisible string like that like not that I believe there was like a plan like I don't believe that like you know a higher power is like planning that I was gonna you know be in the, <laughs> the turns stuff. but like oh. there is like like it is like I was working on mm-hmm. skills that I would eventually use like yeah later in hey. my life and stuff and there's no such thing as a coincidence literally yeah so invisible stream. and I would go on to do yeah I would go on to do hairspray one more time in I believe 2016 oh okay um summer 2016 and so yeah yeah it was yeah. summer 2016 eventful Very yeah eventful. Um, and that's kind of what's going on in 2014 for me. Those are some big things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Anything else we want to say about our personal background with the year 2014? <sighs> I don't think so. Okay. Then I believe Becca and I are going to throw it to a little break mm-hmm. and then we will be back to talk about the year of 2014 a little bit more in depth. Ooh. Guys, I'm scared. (gasps) (gasps) Guys, don't ever do that again. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just think about what you did. (laughs) Just think. So we are obviously now going to deep dive, obviously, into the year 2014. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe starting with its history. So the year 2014 was invented in 2014. Yeah. And it started on January 1st. Yeah. It's it's a little known fact that 2014 actually started on January 1st, 2014. Mm -hmm. Um. It was a year that happened right after 2013, actually, and right before 2015. Yeah. For clarity mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but be for real. Okay. People often, something I find really interesting is because, like, I always cite the year 2014 really specifically. Yeah. And it wasn't until I sort of got TikTok that I realized so do other people because yeah. things on my For You page, like, hashtag 2014 videos would always come up and it would be like nostalgic over things that were specific to the year and Mm -hmm. I was like okay other people feel this as well it's like low-key a phenomenon at this point yeah I do still think we were the first people to talk about it publicly though yeah and I'll always say that yeah and I know that but you know Mm -hmm. I will admit that you know we have we spoke on what a lot of other people were maybe rambling or murmuring about (laughs) okay <laughs> we we named what people were speaking around yes um, so yeah yeah and yeah it wasn't even something I was cognizant of until Becca brought it up to me 
Mm-hmm. And even and even after it was added to the stand list, I was like, okay, it's on the stand list. But then it was truly when I was doing the research for this episode that I was like, oh, mm-hmm. like a lot was going on. This yeah, year. for real, mm-hmm. for real. Um, I think also, and I don't know how like true this is or whatever, mm-hmm. but I think that maybe because we can sort of all mark this year and this time specifically. I think it also has something to do with the uptick and like how fast the trend cycle has gotten because mm-hmm. like the things in 2014 were so specific to that year and the next year everything was completely different mm-hmm. and like I feel like maybe the earlier 2010s were more like general mm-hmm. or like the late 2000s and stuff were more general like lumped in together things were flowing a little more mm-hmm. but then the trend cycle got really tight and really fast yeah as of, especially lately and like i feel like 2014 was like the last time there was like a specific aesthetic going on yes that like before literally oh. everything just came in yep that's true because now literally just everything everything is in like you could wear anything and it's like oh per yeah it's personal like 2014 is like the last time you can like I feel like it's the last time you can say like okay that was like the last time where like I can see like the tumblr girls of 2014 like what they wore yes yeah like as that is like the prevailing aesthetic and stuff like that it's also something I'm really interested in is um as a Lady Gaga stan is I'm very interested Mm -hmm. in like pre-Lady Gaga versus Mm. um post Lady Gaga because if you look at what people were wearing to award shows in like 2006 2007 2008 mm-hmm. boring boo no literally tomato, like tomato. literally like off the rack um mm-hmm. like it's truly atrocious and not even like Ashley Tisdale like early to mid <laughs> 2000s like camp yeah like people were just wearing like maxi dresses yeah, like from Coles. Like, yeah, like mini skirts. Yeah. And like very much that. Um, mm-hmm. Like what the Anne Hathaway character in Double Wars Prada wears, even though I still haven't seen that movie, but it's just what I assume she wears. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. And so, and like, it was, it, it's the stuff that Miranda Priestley is talking about in her stuff monologue. Like, yeah. People yeah. are just wearing stuff. stuff. And then Lady Gaga comes on and is like wearing all this crazy outlandish shit. And then mm-hmm. also Nicki Minaj kind of follows soon after her. And then yep. suddenly everybody was wearing like every every red carpet became like a statement. Yes, very much. It's mm-hmm. true. And so I, I think it's interesting. We'll talk about this a little bit later, but I think it's interesting how I feel like this with like some of the music particularly I feel like this was the last year of like when everybody was trying to do the spectacle Mm. because then because then I feel like because of Lady Gaga everything became very spectacle focused and I feel like this was the last year that that was a thing and it might have something to do with the fact that Lady Gaga kind of took a different path in her career at this point that's interesting hmm a lot of hypotheses were um, <laughs> proposing to you. Becca and I are like, <laughs> deeply analyzing what's going on. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> like we, we are. So, this is the deepest dive you've ever seen in your freaking life. Substantiated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So a huge thing 
I guess, oh my God, there's so many, there's so many facets of why this year was the way it was. Mm-hmm. Um, you did bring up some political stuff, <laughs> which I definitely was not aware of at the time, which is interesting. It's interesting because I look back on all of this stuff and like, I was looking back on like the events that happened and yeah. I was like, oh, I like remember that happening. Yeah. Like, Okay, 2014. 2014 Uh is when Malaysian flight 370 happens, which if you guys don't remember. I do remember that. It's a flight that just disappeared. Yeah, it's it disappeared out of the sky, guys. And they don't like I don't have they found it? I don't think they did. And you know what? They made that show. They made that show about where people are on a flight. Um, they experience what I think was turbulence, and then they land and it's seven years later or whatever. And I thought. I don't know. I th- I think I was confused. I thought that that show was based on this flight. Oh. Well, if it came it's, out. Well, I don't know. But it's multiple universes, basically, the show is. Oh, okay. And so sometimes I do think maybe, you I know. I a little bit. Yeah. If there are, if this is like whatever, what we would consider a simulation and there's like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, some sort of time warp thing. Yeah. Um, that's definitely where that flight went because... Guys, we can't find it, guys. Yeah, and that's crazy. Um, <laughs> something else that happened this year, which is <laughs> kind of kind of relevant to this current political moment. I don't remember this happening, but apparently this is the year where Russia annexed Crimea. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, which is a peninsula um, in southern Ukraine. Um, and so mm-hmm. very much precluding the Russo-Ukrainian <laughs> war that is currently being waged right now. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's happening in 2014 also the world cup in brazil is that when our swimmers peed no that's the olympics shoot thanks that was two years later <laughs> thank maybe you, i am thank thinking you. about the olympics though then in rio yeah yeah because i was like i remember that happening because also in red white and royal blue Mm-hmm. The 2016 Olympics are like a big part of it. Anyway, really, the 2016 Olympics are like a pretty major like plot point. Not major. And do they like, they mention the real news about our swimmers? No. Oh. Not Ryan Lochte peeing at the. Thing, <laughs> but, um, yeah, but I feel like the World mm-hmm. Cup in Brazil. Like I was very like, I don't know, or maybe it was just Rio. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, also just like. Wait, is that was, World Cup where we got Waka Waka eh, eh. No. I mean, oh, that World man. Cup was in Africa. Dang it. I'm messing up so many things and right now. And that was now. because that, that's why she says this time for Africa. Thank you. That does clear that <gasps> up. No, you know what the World Cup song probably was? What? It was um, World Cup. Because there's always like a World Cup song. World Cup song yeah. 2014. And I think it was... Oh no, it wasn't. What was it? Was it was We Are One, Ole Ola by none other than Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. Oh wow. Wait, so then what was no, because I was thinking it might have been one day by Matisse Yahoo. Do you know what song I'm talking about? Can you sing it a little bit? It's like, sometimes I lay under the moon. I thank God that I'm breathing. 
And then I pray he won't take me soon. Wait, no, and, and it's like one day, one day, one day. Uh-uh. I feel like you would know this song if you heard it. One day, I'll okay, have you begging that's, on your that's knees the better. Yes, day. yes, there's a version of the song featured on Listen Up, the official 2010 FIFA World Cup album. I had no idea about any of this. It also came out in 2008, so like a long time before 2014. Anyway, anyway, oh. anyway. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, maybe the Brazil, maybe the Brazil World Cup wasn't as significant as we thought it was. Anyway. Yeah. Oops. That's okay. Also, weirdly, so when you go to the Wikipedia page of 2014, it mm-hmm. has like births and deaths of like celebrities or like significant figures, which obviously there are 2014. Some big ones this year what yeah so it's 2014 so like we don't know which births are going to be significant from that year quite yet yeah wait. <laughs> um <laughs> when well, we do back stay and I tuned will them, um, <laughs> watch this space <laughs> we will bring that to you guys but there were like a lot of celebrity deaths that happened one of which was philip seymour hoffman mm-hmm. which was a gag because he died in the middle of the hunger games and that had me scared because I was Which, like, where is this film franchise going to go? Yeah, because he had a very, he had a very huge role, prominent role. Yeah. Yeah. And then also Robin Williams died that year. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was like really made me, I learned so much about honestly, mental health then. Really? Because yeah, because it was, it was a moment where. I feel like everybody was like, oh, whoa, that's crazy. Like, yeah. Like even the happiest people you could even imagine mm-hmm. do struggle. And so it's it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there was that moment where everybody kind of like took a step back. But then I, I also realized that I was because um, I remember I remember I it was literally because I read that that happened that year that I remember that 2014 is also the year I went to Canada. What did you do in Canada? My brother was um, in a golf tournament up in Canada. <laughs> That's so random. Your brother plays golf? Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you not know that? <laughs> no, the way he just looks at me. Oh, my God. Does he like really? Is he a professional golfer? No, okay. he, well, okay. So now we're in like a whole other thing. Oh, there's like but tea about this? No, well, my, my brother was a, my brother was a very good golfer. He was, um, okay. during his last two years of high school, he, he was individual state champion for the state of Delaware. Oh, wow. Okay. Rock um, on. Yeah. He won two years in a row. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a very good golfer and he, um, caddies. Mm, and that's how okay. he makes his money now but um gotcha. yeah and so wow he might have had like a good he could have he could have kind of maybe gone pro if he had played in college but he decided he didn't want to play in college anyway interesting um or maybe i'm misrepresenting that anyway so okay <laughs> I, and i very much come from a golf family like my family loves golf i don't like i don't know it's fine but okay. I don't have like the same affection for it as my, the rest of my family. But he was in a golf tournament. And so my mom wanted to turn that into an opportunity for a family vacation. So yeah. we went to Montreal okay. um, and like Quebec. Um, it was really cool. Visit Quebec. I would love to go back as an adult. 
Um, Mm -hmm. But something I do remember is my mom planned like this trip, but she didn't think to get anybody an international phone plan. Oh boy. And so Liam had gone up before us, Liam, my brother, famously, Mm -hmm. um, brother reveal. Um, And so (laughs) uh, he had gone up before us, like with the team he was going with. Okay. And then my, um, so me, my mother and my father went up like as a unit. And when we mm-hmm. cro- I remember crossing the border and like all of our phones stopped working. Oh my God. So he had been up there, just absolutely no way to notify you guys. And we're in Quebec, which is a province that predominantly speaks French. Oh no. And so all the signage is in French and none of us like speak French at all. Oh, this is terrible. No, I remember being so, cause we were lost for like hours. Oh like, my God. Our, we were in like our rental, like we were in a rental car, I want to say, and we were lost for hours. And it had this already is- been like an eight hour drive or whatever from our, like from where we live to Quebec. And we are just lost and I don't even I don't even remember how we ended up like finding say, our way, but like sheer luck must have been. Yes, yeah. I I don't know if we got in wow. contact with somebody or I don't know what the whole thing was, but like that's terrible. Yeah, really terrible. Mm-hmm. And I'm so, so glad you made it out. But yeah, then the rest of my Canada trip ended up being quite fun. But okay, yeah. good. But I, like, <laughs> anyway, the, the reason I yeah. brought that up is like, <laughs> we were in Canada when I heard the news about Robin Williams, and so yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. No, it was that was really sad. I always mm-hmm. loved Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. I was a big Jumanji girl when I was younger. Really? So yeah, mm-hmm. I did love that. Um, yeah, very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also. Wait, maybe not. Okay. Well. Oh, what? I mean, I I also have something to contribute to this because this is something mm-hmm. I realized like was had a such a formative effect on me when I was young. Uh-huh. Did you watch the YouTube rewinds? Yes, I did. At the end of the year, I watched the 2014 YouTube rewind. Recently? Yes. Like today. Okay. In preparation yeah, okay. for recording this podcast. Uh-huh. I felt like I was at war for four minutes. In a bad way. Like, not even, I I don't even know. Like, it just in like the, like, there were just so many things I forgot about. Yeah. And it was such a specific, like, it was, it was jarring a little bit because it's, it's an internet, it it was like an internet age that like, is not at all what we have today. Yeah, no, it truly was like, it was just, it was interesting because people were getting popular from doing the most basic things. Like everyone was just doing like tags and collabs yes. with each other. Uh-huh. And it's like crazy. Cause now to be popular on YouTube, you have to like be doing something either super controversial or like super high quality con- in some way. Yeah. Yeah. And like production yeah. value or mm-hmm. in some other way, like creatively. Um, but no, in that time it was just like, Hey, my cute friend is coming over. The fact that Tyler Oakley and Troy Sivan were just friends and they were like, I mean, Troy was like posting like covers and stuff on YouTube mm-hmm. then. That's how he was getting popular. But like 
that's how I first heard about Troy was like, oh yeah, him and Tyler did a tag, which is crazy. Yeah, and now he's a musician. He was in a movie. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, and so Simple. and a lot of people like Lily Singh was in that YouTube Rewind. Um, wow, who you know had her own like talk show and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It's also before that internet is before the before the algorithms start to get more complex and so like before we have something like tiktok and before every other social media tries to copy what tiktok is doing and before Mm -hmm. like it might have still been like like youtube might still have the trending page like it might not have been like recommended yet and so for people who for people who maybe don't remember this time as well as becca and i do like you used to go on youtube and there used to be a trending page and so it wasn't it wasn't the recommended page. Like it wasn't YouTube saying, oh, we think you'll like this, these videos, which is honestly where I spend most of my time on YouTube now, as opposed to Me like too. subscriptions. Me too. Um, it used to be it a was, trending page where it's like, these yeah, are the most, these are the most popular videos. videos on the platform right now. And you will watch them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's why like everybody watched the same people. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. like, like you said, it was like Tyler Oakley. It was Jenna Marbles. It was, um, all the British people. All the British YouTubers. It was, mm-hmm. I'm forgetting like literally everybody. Kingsley, you know? Yeah. Um, Kingsley was in the video as well. Um, wow. All these people, Michelle Fawn, uh, RCL Beauty, mm-hmm. um, you know, all these like different people. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it was Crazy. like, I feel like it was right before, like makeup tutorials have always been a thing on YouTube, but it was like also like right before like, the beauty community became a thing that would eventually lead to like a bunch of like like the new age of youtube like you're right it was very much it was very much that um like people just got famous off of like being personalities still but Mm -hmm. like not having to do anything kind of unique yeah no they all just did the same things literally the same exact like tag it was just the like same their personality and challenges like challenges yes. were a huge part of yep the um the the rewind yeah also i remembered ice bucket challenge probably the biggest challenge for 2014 i know it's crazy and the thing is it was for als right mm-hmm. but how much money like is there like a can we pinpoint how much money the ice bucket challenge made well, that was the whole thing because the ice bucket challenge got you out of like donating. Yes, and everyone did it. Because you had to raise raise awareness. Can I say? Yeah. Never tag in the ice bucket challenge. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'll tag you now. <laughs> well, With no phone. Watch this space. Um, <laughs> watch this space. That's all I'll say about that. Um, <laughs> but um yeah, like that. I I remember that. Also, was that the year? I don't know if it was that year or the next year that Kim Kardashian's Hollywood was like the big thing. Oh my god, the game. Yeah, but at hairspray camp at the, at the camp where I did hairspray, I don't remember because I did it two years. And I don't remember if it was the first year or the second year that Kim Kardashian's Hollywood was like. A I, I think it was thing. later. It was okay, later. It I was in high school. Then. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I used to play that though a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Willow mm-hmm. Pape, mm-hmm. Willow Pape might have to be <laughs> on the stand list. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, but yeah, so that was like really interesting to me, like watching that mm-hmm. whole thing because it was also like 
I was online. I was like, like it was scary. Wait, 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 I lost what you were talking about. The rewind, the YouTube rewind. Oh, the rewind. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. That was so funny. Just out of what I mm-hmm. thought was yeah. no context. No, because like um, the 20, the 2012 YouTube rewind is like tattooed into my memory. Do you remember the biggest thing in my life in 2012 was Coney 2012? Oh my God. I was like, guys, this is crazy. 12 year old me. Like, no, Coney 2012. Like, how do you explain that to somebody? Like, like what even was that? Like, how Literally, would you explain what that to that? our kids? Like, what? Like, I will just never understand like why that video came out, and then we never talked about it again. Literally, and it, remember the whole thing was like, this video will delete on December thirty first, twenty twelve, and it's still up today. I'm sure. And we were all like, guys, we're not making it then because the world's <laughs> gonna end on the twenty first or the twenty third. Oh yeah! Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh my God. So much was happening then. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now that we're kind of on about media Mm -hmm. and social media, I think it's a great time to bring up, of course, Tumblr, which was a huge part of 2014. Mm -hmm. Tumblr was huge this year and it really was setting the aesthetic. And also I think the Kardashians do have something to do with this in a way because I remember Kylie was huge on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. She was like, and following people on Tumblr felt very intimate mm-hmm. because like you just see like the photos they're posting. It's nothing like personal from them. It's just like aesthetic photos that they like. So it mm-hmm. feels like you're maybe in someone's room and like um, looking at their walls, you know, like that's what it really felt yeah. like. Yeah. Tumblr um, was kind of like everything. Like, it really was. It was just everything from like the other social medias, like on, like it was like a little bit Pinterest, a little bit Instagram, a little bit Facebook, a little bit mm-hmm. Twitter. It was serving, yeah. It, it was, was giving everything a little bit. It was so funny when you wanted to be like. I used to look into. I also, mm-hmm. I funny. I did have and I loved, and I would search Tumblr yeah. into uh-huh. I funny and. I, it gives you just like Tumblr posts that are funny. And mm-hmm. th- it was like funnier than Twitter. Um, <laughs> like, which is saying a lot. guys. No, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I would cackle looking at like Tumblr discourse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also Tumblr, I feel like also Tumblr has had such an irrevocable effect on how we talk about like social justice issues and stuff. And a lot mm. of like the micro identities, especially like yeah. in like a sexuality type of thing, a lot of that stuff is being born and like really flourishing at this time. Yeah, which for we sure. are still dealing with the repercussions. <laughs> yeah, in our yeah. in our lives today, because that was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. Um, but yeah, if you weren't familiar, basically the whole thing, the big thing for 2014 Tumblr was like the indie sleaze thing, mm-hmm. which a lot of like influencers were playing into. It's also like influencers are really becoming a thing. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. where it's their full-time job and you can be a person who I don't know you from Adam into a person who's selling me things and really? has like who's moving to LA codes. to focus on their career. Yeah, exactly. And be closer to the industry. Yeah, so that's the thing at the time. Um, But yeah, Indie Sleaze is like the 1975, like, tussled hair, photos in black and white. Um, 
skinny jeans, the top shop ones. Mm-hmm. And then like, do you remember black water? No. It's BLK water. It's just a water oh. brand and it's just water that's just black. And I remember it was so aestheticized. It just sounds but gross. I know, but it's I just saw black water. water in nature. I'm not drinking that. Exactly. Like I think <sighs> I have seen this before. Yeah. That that water also boxed water. I felt like I always saw on Tumblr. I did. For some have, reason, it, it felt one so day cool. in my high school. I forget, but it was they brought in boxed water. It's so random. And like they're just giving it away in like the cafeteria. Like, what are we doing, guys? I remember. No, I remember. And there was like, oh my god, no! Because I remember there was like this one really cool like gay kid who had like boxed. He, he either posted box water. Or I saw him like drinking box water, and I was like, oh my god, that's crazy okay yeah oh yeah there was like yeah it was a very cool time like yeah it was everybody trying to figure out how to like project coolness to everybody else yeah and honestly it's hilarious because I look at the photos that I posted on my tumblr and -hmm. it was like all the like Lana Del Rey like sleaze core stuff Mm -hmm. um like uh I don't know, lead singer's girlfriend aesthetic. And then like a photo of me actually what I looked like then. And it's like, the there was no debate competition or whatever. No, no. Yeah. Like just, it was not, the connection was not there, but I could dream, babe. I could oh, dream. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think, yeah, there was this, I think it was also this, um, there was also, again, a social media thing that's been born, a a social media thing that's still with us that was born then is like, pretending like you don't care. Yeah. Specifically in a social media context, like, you know, make Instagram casual again or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like trying to perform how much you don't care yeah with your social media persona that's so funny yeah which I think we're fully in like an era of that right now and that's why it's acceptable Uh, to like I mean why it would be real be so big if not literally no because like I remember there was like a like there was like like during this moment if you posted like just a meme on your Instagram it'll be like what like main feed on Instagram (laughs) posting like just a meme like yeah (laughs) but now it's just like a regular occurrence like people posting photo dumps of like yeah. You, know, you scroll through someone's photo dump it's like oh my will to live like something dumb like yeah and it's like a meme that'll make you laugh or something but it's like it's posted alongside them being like yeah a point five and it's to yeah. be like it's supposed to be like oh this is how this is how little i care so hilarious about the image yeah. i'm putting out yeah yeah it's true interesting wow mm-hmm. um so yeah that kind of leads me into also like especially on social media then uh, it was very fun on the outside and everything, but there was a really bad side of mm. the media, especially being young in 2014, uh-huh. a tweener, a teenager. There was a lot of romanticization, romanticizing, sorry, of unhealthy relationships like large age gaps, which mm-hmm. we did talk about in Fortnite Media, yeah. um, as well as like eating disorders Mm. and mental illness at large Mm -hmm. like there was the whole like sad girl thing was definitely happening then Mm -hmm. and it was like 
I don't know. I, I genuinely did believe then in a way that like to be truly beautiful and truly quote unquote happy, you had to be like depressed. Mm-hmm. There had to be if something tragic sense. about you. Yeah. yeah. There had to be something like terribly wrong um, as well that you were like dealing with in personal life. And then I was like, I don't know. I just believe like to be happy and have people like you, like on the outside, you have to be like really struggling actually, um, which is something that's which not Which is a crazy true. thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, that was definitely damaging. It's definitely mm. something I had to unlearn as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, mm-hmm. which is also why Robin Williams dying was like also a crazy thing then. Because I was like that kind of like let lent itself to what like Tumblr was teaching me. It was like the saddest people are are like the happiest on the outside. Mm-hmm. And like to be successful, you have to be tortured in some way. There has to be like a pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah. But then Yeah, that was mostly what's going on mm-hmm. in the media. Yeah. I don't know how much any of that has improved as of now, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like there's definitely more of a mainstream awareness around. That's really interesting to think about 2014 as kind of the first time in which we're like talking about having like a societal conversation about like mental health. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And Yeah. yeah, that's really interesting. There, there is definitely more, it's definitely more of like a, you know, it's more of like a thing now. I feel like we've like, I feel like we've almost not overcorrected, but like, it's like a very different landscape now with all that stuff, because I would say it's like much more normalized in like most circles, but now it's to that point where like, it's starting to be a thing where like, not people take it too far. I don't want to say that, but mm-hmm. there's a certain level of like, there's definitely a certain level in our discourse and like current social media discourse about mental illness that I wouldn't say glamorizes it, but like normalizes it almost to a certain extent mm-hmm. and like kind of cheapens it. I would say like, I was making a joke this weekend about like I'm banning the word trauma for the next year. Like nobody can say the word trauma for the next year. Trauma challenge. Literally because now like everybody's like, Oh, I stubbed my toe on my end table in my living room. That's my trauma. Like what? Like, I feel like people like, like it is like, I am like somebody who like, I believe like trauma is like a real thing and it's important to Mm -hmm. be trauma informed and all that kind of stuff. But I also believe that, people are being a little too liberal with how they use the word trauma. Yeah, we've like that, numbed ourselves And then that cheapens it. the idea of trauma. Yeah, like, yeah. And it's like everything can't be trauma because then we can't take it seriously. Like yeah. there's actually trauma. Yeah. And it can look sense. different to different people and different things can be traumatizing and stuff, but it can't be that like these super innocuous little things are giving you trauma, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or like anxiety. It's like everybody being like, oh, I have anxiety, like all this kind of stuff. And it's like, well- do you really, or, you know, do you you have like a clinical anxiety disorder where something happened in your life that makes you like anxious about things? Is there a chemical imbalance in your brain that you need to like address? Or are you just Mm -hmm. like, you know, are you just facing (laughs) a, 
are you just facing a completely normal obstacle that people have found a way to face for like years yeah you know yeah um and so yeah I definitely think they're like I'm not I'm not fully trying to like boomer it where I'm like you know back in my day but like there is there is there is a certain level of that going on I would say yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's interesting wow yeah um I guess okay so we can talk about quickly like other media stuff mm. I, I know you have listed and I I noticed that okay so really popular TV shows at this time mm-hmm. we have Shameless, Orange is the New Black, Skins and Pretty Little Liars mm-hmm. the thing that is common about all of these is there's like a certain dirtiness to all of them yeah gritty yeah gritty. like how interesting mm-hmm. that all of the biggest shows were like I don't know like grit was like in yeah like the whole grunge that like it's very interesting like we kind of wanted to there was an interest in like the underbelly yeah i wouldn't say as much with pretty little liars maybe but like but like skins Mm -hmm. is like about like kind of working class teenagers shameless is about like a poor family living on the south side of chicago Mm-hmm. at least the american version i'm not sure about the context of the original version from the uk and then orange right. and black is literally about a women's prison um yeah and so we wanted to it, it kind of started this wave where we kind of want to start to see like other things mm-hmm. yeah like not just kind of your regular like procedural drama and stuff like that because yeah. orange and New black was like the biggest show yeah, it's the reason I re-got Netflix. Like, I got the streaming for the first time to watch it. Like, I remember it being the first show where, like, people were like, oh, Netflix makes, like, sh- their own shows now? Like, what is yeah. that all about? Because yeah. streaming was still pretty new. It was so new. And so it was like, well, what is this? And then you watched it and you were like, oh. Oh, damn. Because, like, those first two seasons of Orange is the New Black so good crazy crazy stuff going very on there. crazy yeah for sure i also when we talk about media we need to talk about john green like we need to talk about john green during this time i know did you read the fault in our stars oh yeah i did yeah 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 i forget if it was my first john green book i read i read fault in our stars i read looking for alaska i tried to get into his other i tried to get in like paper towns and paper towns was really boring in my opinion i couldn't get i couldn't like get through the first like i tried to read it like a bunch of times looking for alaska was like actually my shit like that was my i loved looking no me too me too i thought it was awesome Um, like I thought about rereading it because I was like, what did I like love so much about it? Um, yeah. And Abundance of Catherine's is like the other one. Mm-hmm. Will Grayson, Will Grayson. I never read those. Was, was it really that I only read Fault in Our Stars and Looking for Alaska? That can't be right. I don't know, maybe. But like, and then Fault in Our Stars, like the movie was like one of the biggest things that ever happened. Yeah, literally. I went mm-hmm. to the theaters and saw it. I do too I remember I I think it was like yeah after it was like the last day of seventh grade like me and my friends we like all went to like we all met up at like a movie theater after we had finished and we like watched it boom clap was in it so that's what's crazy is that like this movie about like the most terrible thing that happens Mm -hmm. and boom clap is the song for the movie it's like the fun part of the movie where they go to Amsterdam with make a wish 
it's just crazy because like, I would think now if a movie about cancer, like a movie <laughs> about cancer came out, literally. the song would be like by Adele or something. It'd be really sad. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> well, they also but, did have um, All of the Stars by Ed Sheeran. Right. Which I am an Ed Sheeran hater, but there are exceptions to the rule. And All mm-hmm. of the Stars is one of them. <laughs> it's one of them, yeah. <laughs> because but no, boom I think clap. it just has that nostalgia factor. Mm, probably no I had my mom read the fault in our stars like I <laughs> like everyone okay like people were wearing okay okay shirts yeah like that was another meme at the time it was like maybe blank will be our always like oh we completely forgot to talk about vine oh yeah this is like prime vine time literally like absolutely prime which was when did vine like like when did vine start i want to say it came out i think in 2013 so it was huge by 2014 yeah like this was like and again vine was vine was people people compare tiktok a lot to vine but vine Mm -hmm. is very much like what we talked about with the algorithm a little bit like everybody saw the same vines yes basically yeah i mean if you followed your friends and stuff like you saw their vines but like a lot of people didn't like blow up on well actually people did blow up on vine a little bit yeah there was like viners yeah like, like viners, cody co yeah. yeah cody was cody co was a big one um, mm-hmm. um like uh danny and drew came from vine so did curtis connor basically oh yeah sarah shower um, came from vine yeah um, but then like the cringy people were like king Lily Singh was also big on Vine. Yeah. Um, Do you remember? All the YouTubers had Vines and stuff. Do you remember Nicholas Megalis? He was like one of the first Viners and he made little songs. Um, If you recall this Vine, everyone knows the Vine where he's like, um, uh, something, something in my wallet. And he has like gummy bears in his wallet. Okay, it's called Gummy Money. Uh, let me read out the lyrics. Gummy Money. Um, ooh, I'm trying to find the... Yo, my name is Nicholas, and this is ridiculous. Got ga- mad gummy money, and it is deliciousness. I don't know okay, that's, that's all. all. Okay. Yeah, also, I, I'm, also, looking at, I'm looking at a picture Quinn, of Quinn. Him. Quinn, have I ever told you? <laughs> okay, you know the vine where the guy goes, uh, I have whatever cents, like six, 70 cents. And he goes, oh, cool, what, whatever. And then he goes, <laughs> sorry, he goes, he goes, I don't have enough money to buy chicken nuggets. Yeah. So him, his name is Nathan. He was a viner. And on the most recent episode of sarah and britney's podcast they talked about how they both loved him but he's just like a normal guy now like he's one of those viners who just like is a normal guy Mm. and guess what i know that because i sat next to him in sociology my freshman year at Pitt. he was a grad student then he was and i looked him up and he is the viner but he just goes to Pitt now as a grad student and it was him but i never talked to him about it but I oh I wanted I fought the urge to ask him every day, are you the chicken nugget guy? That's so wild. No, because you don't want to approach as a fan. No, exactly. But it was crazy. Christine we, Sadelko is another person who Oh my god, I was like big her. on Vine. Yeah. 
we were talking about her recently and people were like what happened to her i'm like she fully just like peaced out yeah she decided not to be an influencer anymore she's really like fuck y'all i hate this and i kind of think elijah did the same thing Uh, (laughs) elijah held on to it a little bit longer yeah but no this was after 2014 but like christy and elijah vlogs that was like peak internet they were so funny yeah and they were friends with chris clemens as well yeah that was a great internet and then also I do want to touch really quickly on the music because that was something that really got me thinking during Mm -hmm. the um when we did the when I watched the YouTube rewind like the amount of music that came out in 2014 so much music actually crazy wait so Mm -hmm. so the billboard year and hot 100 singles number one we have happy which so does that mean that we got our first minions movie or despicable me movie then i don't think that happy was for the minions movie i think it was just for despicable me no i think he just wrote it wait what like i don't think happy was for was written for those movies i think it was really I'm on Wikipedia. Let me open Did the happy? Wikipedia page for Happy. No, I think Happy it was just is a... a song written, produced, and performed by American singer Pharrell, released as the first and only single from the soundtrack album for the film Despicable Me 2. No, that song was like truly everywhere. I hate that song now. No, and it was like, like it was fun for like the first couple months, but then it was just, it just kept going. Yeah, it never stopped. Yeah, so Happy is the number one song of the year. Dark Horse by Katy Perry. Mm. all of me by john legend oh wow fancy iggy azalea featuring charlie xcx charlie xcx has two major hits this year i'm so fancy counting stars one republic wow talk dirty by jason derulo rude by magic all about that bass megan trainer i can't believe i haven't heard a one direction song yet but keep going problem ariana grande featuring iggy azalea Stay with me, <laughs> Sam Smith. Timber, Pompeii by Bastille. Wow. Shake it off. By 1989 came out this year. That's so amazing. And art pop, Shake which I talked up. about a little bit earlier. But like art pop came out this year. Wow. Um, I think Midnight Memories also came out this year. Turned down. Yes, because Story of My Life is, I think, 20. Yes. Story, Story of My Life is 24. Life. Let It Go wow. is also huge this year, even though. Frozen came out in 2014 or 2013. Um, yeah, Black Widow, Bang Bang is another huge song. Um, uh, yeah, Boom Clap, Drunken Love. It's it's the start of something great. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. 2014, it was crazy. Like, truly doing wow. the research made me realize, like, okay, this year was, like, that year. Yeah, it really was. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. I don't know. I think we've, I think we've really, really dug deep on Covered this year. Covered it, yeah. Um, Boy. But, yeah. So, we are going to throw to one little break, and then we will be back to talk about our Manic Pixie moments and jump scares from the year 2014. Oh my god, what was that? Oh my god, what was that? What is that? What is that? <laughs> and we're back. So now, 
we like to talk about things that scared us in the year 2014. Because as we've talked about, it was a scary time to be alive. Mm -hmm. Um, Beck and I both very much lived through it. And we were also going through like a crazy time in like the fact that we were going, like we were at like such an impressionable age, like at such a weird time. Mm-hmm. kind of weird anyway yeah. Lots to be almost scary. like we were chosen anyway <laughs> I mean all right <laughs> Rebecca what is something that terrifies you about the year 2014 mm-hmm. hard to pick just one yeah. yeah it is but something did first come to mind uh mm-hmm. when I did ponder this and that is since I was it was the last half of eighth grade mm-hmm I did have to run the mile in 2014 because I think you you do it at the start of middle school and the end of middle school and they give you three years to, to try train. and get your mile done <laughs> to train and me and all my friends were like okay we're gonna we obviously don't want to run this so we're gonna and they yell at you for walking you're like not allowed to walk mm-hmm even though that's ridiculous. Um, so we were like, what if we skipped? Like full on just skipping instead of walking or running. So we did do that. And the way they set up is you have to do one track four times. So mm. four laps. And by the third lap, we had caught some attention from teachers. Also, because, yeah, we were falling behind because it does take a while to skip instead of run. <laughs> so um, what are they doing? <laughs> so what is going on? And then they were like, no, you have to stop. And we did embarrassingly have to run the last lap. And it's it's just one of those things where, like, you reach the end and, like, people are being really nice to you. And you're like, it's not for a good reason. It's yeah, not, it's it. This is I'm receiving pity at the moment, and it's not even something I care about. But it's like, just don't talk to me at all, and I'd feel so much better. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to be like, just, like good job. Yeah, yeah. The um, only time, the only time I ever ran the mile, it was it was in 2015. I can tell you, mm-hmm. it was in my first year gym class. And I was always like terrified. Like I was like I like lived in fear of like having to run the mile. Anyway, I was like. It's one of those things that like feels like such a bigger deal in like the moment. And now if like yeah. somebody told me I had to run the mile, I'd be like, okay, like I guess I can try. Yeah. <laughs> and like just whatever. It's it's whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> but um I remember we ran it the day. This was so sick of my gym teacher, but we ran it the day my school had our costume contest. So I pull oh, up no. to school literally dressed like Darla from Finding Nemo. Oh boy. And then it's like, okay, run the mile what terrible <laughs> so rude anyway and and much like you I was like so because I I like didn't do any physical activity like I didn't run like I didn't like do whatever and so mm-hmm. I literally ran like I was like so far behind everybody else that literally everybody else had finished and I still had a lap to run and my gym teacher was like oh, it's okay you don't have to do the last one. <laughs> oh, oh yeah it's like I don't know I I like honestly was an athletic person and like played Mm -hmm. sports and everything but skipping out honestly was harder and also (laughs) that would be um, just fully harder than running yeah i was running but with a jump in the middle it's true 
It's true. Um, <laughs> and also we were like goofing around, so we were trying to skip like really high. So actually, we we're using a lot of thigh strength. But so skipping, like I, I feel like we skip is like a joke, but then you realize it's not a joke when you actually do it because it's like hard work. Actually, so for three quarters of a mile, it really does yes. take it out of you. <laughs> but yeah, also like running is just so boring to me. Mm-hmm. Like in sports, it feels like I can. I can be fast when I need to be because like I have an end goal and it's right there, Mm -hmm. but like running, it's just like, well, I don't know nothing about this. Like, (laughs) I don't know when to stop or like where I'm like, you know, there's, it's just frustrating. You just do it for an infinite amount of time. So yeah, Mm -hmm. very annoying, very scary. But Quinn, what was scaring you about the year 2014 specifically? kind of just my general attitude in general but like specifically I got this one memory Mm. today of the second time I did hairspray there was oh my god I just remember another part of it but there was like I had like beef with people like in the cast oh no like I remember first of all there were so many people we did I don't know why we did we ran for three weeks like three weekends we had like 14 we had like 12 or 14 performances for like a show literally there were shows where like my mom was like the only person that came or like my dad was the only person that came there's this one show where everybody was like uh there's like this just random guy in the audience and I went out and I was like who because every the only person in my in the audience was my dad yeah they're like oh Oh, wow this (laughs) random guy and they're like that's your dad and I was like yeah I was like guys he's not just some random guy to me Um, (laughs) he is my my father father. um and so I I don't even remember why like how slash when this started but there was this kid who played seaweed in hairspray Mm. he was a lovely dancer could not hold a tune in a bucket like could not sing at all like, I remember a couple of years later, we would, like, watch the videos and be like, oh, my God, I cannot believe it was this bad. Anyway. But anyway, for some reason, we we just didn't like each other. Mm-hmm. And he was friends with these other people in the ensemble, and they didn't like me either, and I didn't like them either. And so there were a couple moments. First of all, we had, like, a, we had, like, a cast meeting before, like, this one performance, and they were, like, our director was literally speaking to us. And I was like half in geesh and these girls that like, I didn't like were on the other side of like the stage, like looking at me, like making like, like mean mugging me basically. And like talking and like, I literally stopped my director talking and I like confronted them literally in front of everybody. (gasps) And we like screamed at each other and went back and forth for like a good like minute and a half to two minutes probably and no one stopped us everybody just kind of like stood there and watched that's crazy yes and then that culminated in like or not that I don't I don't remember which of these came first but there was this other time where literally I I must have said something to really piss off the kid who played seaweed because we were <laughs> in our dressing room and like I must have said something like flippant to him or whatever he gets up on a chair whoa he gets up on a chair and like leaps onto my back and like grabs me around like my neck 
like he fully like like backpacks like like I'm like I'm giving him a piggyback ride but like I didn't know he was gonna do that he like jumps on my back and I think we like fell down to the floor because I like lost my balance because I didn't expect like a hundred and probably 30 40 pound person to like jump on my fucking back (laughs) at that moment I was I hadn't like braced myself for it this again feels like a lie <laughs> no this is like, no 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 no. this is like 100% real this is how I remember it and like no me it. saying it out loud it's like that sounds like like not it didn't happen but like I know it did he jumped you you were jumped yeah, I was <laughs> in like the middle of the dressing room too and everybody was like wow like I remember everybody being like wow that was crazy he just got off I, then yeah like I yeah I, I yeah I because wow. because when, when I said it, I was like, well, I didn't escalate further because now it sounds like he like wanted to like fight me basically. Yeah, and girl, I did not. I did not do that. Like I was not like I've never been a fighter. Yeah. I've never been somebody who would like gets in physical altercations or anything like that. And mm-hmm. I didn't do anything like that to this kid. So it was it was it was fully out of left field. Yeah, um, it's crazy. I don't even remember what we would like argue about. I don't even remember why. Oh, but then I was like, but then I felt vindicated because literally when it came time to strike the show all the people I had beef with, they like left strike early. Wow. Like they were like, I'm not striking the show, which if you don't know strike is when you like put away everything. And like, we were with like a small theater company and there was like, like a good amount of work to do and stuff. And like, Mm -hmm. they just left. Wow. I hope they were blackballed from the industry. Yeah. And I I felt very vindicated in that moment. I was like, "Hmm." I'm a good person. (laughs) Yeah. Next year you stayed me. Anyway. And I ended up doing more work with that theater company. And so, yeah, um, it's bad behavior. It's behavior. I'm like, I don't know. I was 14, so I don't want to say I'm like ashamed, but yeah, that's just what I did as like a 14 year old. Everybody does stupid shit. Especially um, in theater. Yeah. um, And so, yeah, that was my jump scare. (laughs) We now turn to the manic pixie moment. Mm. Um, That's a moment where we kind of felt like a main character. Um, and so a moment where we felt like a 2014 Tumblr girl, like mm-hmm. the world was kind of all about us. And so Becca, what is that moment for you in 2014? So following in my 2014 forum others, like Aria from Pretty Little Liars, <laughs> I did have a massive crush on my eighth grade homeroom and science oh, teacher. Hell, hell. <laughs> Well, so he was kind of younger, so I did like him. Um, (laughs) Looking back, obviously, this is terrible. I should not have been crushing on him, but it's okay Mm. because nothing obviously ever happened because I was Mm. truly 14 years old. Um, It's a good thing. But there was a moment where I made my teacher laugh until he cried. And I was like, oh, my God, he loves me. And it was because I honestly was being dumb. What we were doing was we were playing like a review game like maybe call it jeopardy or something and each team there was five teams that the classroom split up into and i was one of the team leaders each team had like the speaker for the team to answer or whatever Mm. he asked a question it was a science question obviously and i had no opinion in the matter of what the answer was i had no idea actually i had i was just speaking for my team and my teammate whispered over to me and said what I thought was be your like kind of like the no strips okay be your so I was like be your (laughs) 
And he was like, say that again. And I was like, be <laughs> sorry, be your. <laughs> he was like, he started laughing and I was like, what? And he was like, okay, so you have the answer, right? Like you got the points, but what you're saying? It's so weird. Say it again. And I was like, what's going on? Like be your. And <laughs> so <laughs> he was like, this is how I say it. Pure. The, re- the correct answer was P-U-R-E. <laughs> so he thought I was saying like pure. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I had to like double down and be like, (laughs) I was like, so yeah, it it is. I do say pure. Um, I don't know why. And then he just laughed until he cried. And I was like, this is crazy. I'm like disrupting class from being so goofy. Hilarious. And so goofy. Um, Yeah. But I don't know. I often think about that. And like, I don't know. Now he thinks I just say pure instead of pure that's crazy but yeah little did he know wow yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's something i can mark and always remember um love that yeah but quinn what was your manic pixie moment of 2014 my manic pixie moment is probably i forgot to mention this in the catch-up but because of my role in Hairspray, that is actually when I started to watch Drag Race, which um, is still something I watch very, um, you know, I'm, I'm so a big fan of. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think there's something Manic Pixie about because I, um, I like watched it, but it was like, <laughs> there was still some like denial going on of like, my identification with the show and like the Mm. characters on the show and stuff and so Mm. I was like oh I'm just watching this for like research like I'm just like you know I'm playing like a role in drag and so yeah I have to like understand drag a little Mm -hmm. bit and so I go to like drag race and then I become hooked and like I remember I binged like every season of drag race Mm. like before I binged like every season of drag race before like the next one came on because season seven of Drag Race, which didn't premiere until like early 2015, was the first season I like watched on like live, like on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so there was like, I remember like my family, like, like or not my, like, I remember like watching it and being like, oh, I hope nobody like finds me like watching this. Like, it felt like taboo. <laughs> it felt like I was like Aww. engaging with taboo and stuff. And so I was like, oh my God, nobody knows. Crazy. And I actually I I heard about it the first time because I was listening to um Kingsley's podcast who we talked about a little bit earlier because he had a he had a podcast right and I remember him and his co-host talked about the season six finale of drag race. Um and season six is still one of those like seasons of drag race that people like talk about and like talk about as one of the best seasons ever. Yeah. Um and so yeah, I remember him hearing him talk about that. And I have like a, I have like a vision of like RuPaul in my head that was not at all like what RuPaul ended up looking like. And so Ugh. like, yeah, I just didn't, I, I like didn't, know, it's weird to like think about that time and like listening and like not knowing what like drag was at all. Yeah. Wow. And now having such like a, you know, intimate. Close relationship with it. With um, it. <laughs> yeah. I remember it being like, I remember feeling like it was taboo not because like anybody in my family made me feel like a certain way um 
like ex- like exceptionally but like you know just because like mm-hmm. you know I knew there was something like um taboo like uh, that's kind of the best word I can use for it. I knew there was something taboo yeah. about what they were doing on the show and I was like mm-hmm. nobody can know that I like like this and that, like <laughs> I think it's fun to watch that I'm slaying boots down the house per. yeah and so <laughs> that feels like a very manic pixie thing to be like oh nobody <laughs> yeah under the covers watching drag race and so yeah. wow cute oh mm-hmm. well what a great wrap up on such Another. a great year literally we've done it again and the sources are saying that 2014 is in for a comeback so if you're feeling like you need to express your 2014 self we do encourage you to do that and don't forget who ushered the comeback yeah it was and us. that's all we'll say about yeah. that but becca where can people keep up with you individually they can follow me at Becca Hobart on Instagram, at Bex Gloss on Twitter, and where y'all going during World War Three on TikTok. They can also find me in the freaking crowd at a 1975 show, wearing a leather jacket, a beanie, and drinking black water. Quinn, where Even can people keep up? 90 degrees outside. 95 degrees. I will pass out. It's fine. <laughs> Quinn, where can the people keep up with you individually? They can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Quinn P. Murphy and also on Twitter at Quinn P. Murphy underscore. You can also find me performing in drag at your local Summer Stocks um, production after two weeks of camp. Wow, amazing. Yeah. Mm. And Becca, where can people keep up with the show if they are so inclined? Mm, they can definitely follow Manic Pixie Jump Scare on Instagram and TikTok mm-hmm. and YouTube where we mm-hmm. post the podcast if you want to watch it. And also we post exclusive exclusive content there. Exclusive. Excuse me. Exclusive content there <laughs> that we definitely would love for you to watch. Um, and please email into manicpixiejumpscare at gmail.com and tell us basically anything i would love to also see photographic evidence of what you guys were wearing in 2014 yes that's an amazing idea becca mm-hmm. yeah i want to yeah. see it what were our media diets what were, what was happening in 2014 for us yeah we would I, I love to, to talk about that on a future episode i have to if know. you are so brave um, <laughs> and so yeah please have courage <sighs> well we're, we're Quinn. Quinn and we're, and we're Becca. Becca and and thank you thank you for listening for listening I did not like that at all it was bad but bye, yeah. bye. <laughs> <laughs> manic pixie jump scare is hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart executive produced by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart sound and video editing by Quinn Murphy social media management and highlights by Becca Hobart And our theme song was written by Quinn Murphy, Becca Hobart, and Nandita Mahesh.